Prophecy Club. Today's topic is the mouth of the beast. First of all, we are coming off with some broadcast in the DFW area. And the simplest way to listen to your broadcast on the cell phone is by downloading our app, Prophecy Club app at the App Store. We're asking for your help to print three books, Miss the Mark, What It Takes to Be a Prophet, and School of the Prophets, the Crusade Manual. We estimate it takes about $17,000 to print these three books, and we sort of need it in the next few weeks. So if God has blessed you and you could help us, now would be a really good time. All right, so let's get on to the topic, the mouth of the beast. Just how important is it? It's really important because this guy is going to have a mouth that is going to mesmerize, going to shock almost everyone that sees him. I will show you in the scriptures. We're going to start Revelation 13.1. He says, I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast, that's the world government, rise up out of the sea having seven heads, that's seven continents, and ten horns, those seven continents divided into ten global regions. And upon his horns, ten crowns, means each global regional ruler is a has a crown, or he is a ruler. And upon his head's the name of blasphemy. So they all attack God. Blasphemy is attacking God. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard, that's your Muslims, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, the Russian bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, that's the English lion, and the dragon gave him his power, his seat, and great authority. Now notice... There's one beast missing that is included in Daniel 7, but it's not included here, and that is the eagle. So it is my opinion that America does not make it into the new world order. She falls before them. So let's go on. I saw one of his heads. Means, this is very important, it's not wounded in the head, has nothing to do with where it's wounded. It's saying that I saw one of those 10 global regional rulers wounded. In his head. Now, it doesn't say the head, but he's wounded. One of those heads, one of those leaders is wounded. I saw one of his leaders, we would say it that way, as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world, look at this word here. This is real important. Wondered after the beast. Now, we're going to talk about that for the second half of the broadcast, but for now, we'll go on. So all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast? In other words, who can go against this guy when he can come back from the life, from the dead? Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And that was given him a mouth. That's our topic today. So God gives the beast, or the Antichrist, a special speaking ability, a mouth. Now, I'm going to show you in the scriptures that that means two things. It's not just the words that he says. But it's also his voice. Now, I'm going to give you a little story. Talking to some people last night, I was telling them probably 30 years ago, I remember back when I was in the public speaking sales management training business, I went to a meeting. Matter of fact, it was in the Dallas area. And there was a guy there that was heading up this whole thing in the Dallas area. And he stood up and began to speak. Now, he was only probably 5'10". He wasn't a real big man. But when he spoke, it it was like... Everything in the room resonated. It was like he shook your bones as he spoke. He didn't speak loud, just talking in his normal tone of voice. But he had a voice. I mean, it would have been a great radio or TV voice. He had a booming voice that resonated. He could have made his living with his voice. I believe that that's the way the beast is going to be. First of all, he has a voice. Just the sound of his voice 
will capture people's hearts. That's what it's saying. So, so there was given to him a mouth speaking great things. So it's not only what he says, it's how he says it. A mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given him to continue 42 months. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Them that dwell in heaven, in other words, all of the prophets, he is essentially going to speak out against everything Christian, against the Bible, against Jesus, against churches. All of the, the past people have gone to heaven. This guy's going to have not only a wonderful voice, but the words he says will be so very powerful. And he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. Now listen to this. And it was given to him to make war with the saints. Now, yeah, that's probably bullets, but it's mostly words. Words have killed more people than bullets and bombs. Make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. In other words, world government. Do not think that this guy is only going to control or have uh, rulership over a part of the globe. It clearly says all, all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And all, says it again, second time. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's not all, but that's all whose name is not written in the book of life. In my opinion, that's just about all of them. In other words, just about everybody on the earth right now that is breathing right now, most of them will worship the beast, worship his image, take his mark or the number of his name. That's four things. Worship the beast, worship his image, take his mark or the number of his name. That's different. The mark is different than the number of his name. Perhaps we'll get into that here soon, too. Now we're going to jump from Revelation to Daniel, saying the same things. Revelation or Daniel 7, 8. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn. Now, if you want to understand where the Antichrist comes from, where the beast comes from, if you want to know when he's going to show up, those are the best words to tell you. Because it just talked about the rise of the ten horns before then. But you see those four words, I considered the horns, I considered the horns. That means Daniel at this point is seeing the world government in place. He sees the ten horns. That's when he says, I considered the horns. That means that the world government is in place before we see the Antichrist. I considered the horns. And behold, there came up among them another little horn. In other words, an eleventh horn. So we have the ten. He sees the ten. There'll be an eleventh one. That's the Antichrist. You want to spot the Antichrist early? That's what you look for. You look for world government. You look for them to divide the seven continents into ten global regions. And then you look for another guy that is not part of the ten that will rise up and he will overcome three of the regional rulers. Another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man. Now, a lot of people want to say, oh, well, the Antichrist is just a system. It's not really a man. Yes, it is. It's a man. And at this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and there's our word, a mouth speaking great things. So this is the second time God is saying 
that God gave him this mouth. Why? Because it's a test. Why? Because they had not come to the knowledge of the truth. So God will send them a lie so that they would be believe the lie and be damned because they wouldn't accept the blood of Jesus the simple, easy way. Oh, no, they couldn't do that. So he's going to say, all right, you don't want to receive the truth. I'll send you a lie. I'll send you the king of lies. And when you believe him, believe in him, you'll be damned. That's what he's saying. I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit. Now, that is the father. That's not the son. I'll show you. I beheld, or I watched, until the thrones were cast down. That means all of the thrones. That means the head of gold, the arms of silver, the breast of uh, 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 the belly of, of, of brass, the legs of iron, and the feet part of iron, part of clay. That's what he's talking about. It means all of the other kingdoms upon earth, all thrones on earth are all cast down. And the Ancient of Days, that's the Father, did sit, whose garment was white as snow and his hair like the pure wool, his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. I believe that that's the morning star. That's the light sword. Thousand, thousand ministered in him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Now, this is what I want to get to. The judgment was set. What does that mean? When the judgment is set, that's when the gavel comes down and the judge says, next case. In other words, this is decided. The judgment was set. That means at that point, no one else gets saved. No one else falls away. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. That's when it says, and the filthy will be filthy still. The unjust will be unjust still. Let him that is righteous be righteous still. Let him that is holy be holy still. No one else falls away. No one else gets saved. The judgment is set and the books are open. Now, when it says the books are open, it's saying, and they were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. And I beheld, here's our word again. I beheld because of the voice. Now, I believe that that's the literal resonance in his voice, the way his voice sounds. I beheld, in other words, once the judgment is set, then the books are open, and the first person judged, that's what it says, the first person on earth judged is going to be this guy, the beast. The Antichrist. That's what it's saying. I beheld him because of the voice of the great words. So he's saying the resonance in his voice, the sound of his voice. He was shown all of those words he said during his lifetime. The voice, the sound of his words, and also the great words. The great words which the horn spake. That's the Antichrist, the beast. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body, not his soul, his body was destroyed and given to the burning flame. What happens to his soul? There's another scripture that says, And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth, and they were, you know, I don't have time to quote all that. But it says, The beast and the false prophet were cast into the lake of fire, which is, the, which is, in this case, not the second death. In other words, they are not given soul death. And then I saw the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, where the beast and the false prophet are. And those people that take the mark of the beast do not get soul death. They're cast into the lake of fire with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. The scripture says, I saw the smoke of the burning ascending up, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast, his image, or whosoever receiveth the number of his name. They do not get soul death. They're tossed into the lake of fire. That's what he's saying. And this is the beast. His body is destroyed. But and give it to the burning flame. But his soul is not. He's tossed into the lake that burns the fire. He's tormented day and night forever and ever. And they have no rest 
who worshiped the beast, his image, or whosoever received the number of his name. Verse 12. And concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. Now, you see that words there? Lives were prolonged for a season and time. That's the nations. Let me show you what we're talking about. This is one of my charts. If you look over here on the left in the yellow, you see first fruits. And that is when Jesus returns the next time. He resurrects 144,000 Jewish one-year-old Israeli boys. And he walks around with them for about 50 days. And then on Pentecost, 50 days later, he then resurrects all of those people whose name is written in the book of life that are washed in the blood of Jesus. I go into this other times. We don't have time to go into it right now. So the barley, that's the 144,000 one-year-old Jewish boys. And the wheat, that's those people that are washed in the blood of Jesus. Then go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. About four months later, he returned for the grape harvest. This is at the seventh trumpet. This is on the Feast of Trumpets. Jesus then is no longer lamb, but he is lion. He is no longer prince of the kings of the earth. He is king of kings and lord of lords. He returns. He uses the morning star to burn the tares. And that's when the two angels return with him to wine press the grapes or crush the grapes. They flow out of the wine press by, uh, up to the horse bridles by 1,600 fur or 600 furlongs. However, I say all that to say this. At that point, at that point, there's three groups of people. The people whose names are in the book of life that get all their crowns and mantles and blessings and a new glorified body. The people whose name is not in the book of life. And for this, at this point, the third group of people is the nations. Those are the people that did not take the mark of the beast, but they didn't receive uh, Jesus either. So they are the corners that are not harvested. And you can look and see, and I give you all of the scriptures there, some of the scriptures there to understand it. But that's the nations. That's who this is talking about when it says their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Now, let's go on. Daniel seven nineteen. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, that's the Roman Empire, his nails of brass, that's the Grecian Empire, which devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet. What does that mean? It means that when the beast comes to power, he's going to cause great wars and just destroy the, the earth. It's going to be just constant warfare. And of the ten horns, that's the world government, that were in his head, and of the other which came up, it means the eleventh horn, and before whom three fell, even of that horn, that's talking about the beast, that had eyes like the, and a mouth that spake very great thing. So it's a person. And he has a mouth given to him by God that speaks very great things, whose look is more stout than his fellows. Now, let's take a second to talk about this. What do we mean when he has a mouth? I think that the Bible is teaching, because when it says his look is more stout, that means greater. He is going to be the best looking flesh that has ever walked the earth. See, Jesus was comely. He was a common man. And he didn't ever try to make himself look big and great. But this guy is going to be Mr. Flesh. He is going to be the best looking man, the best sounding man with the greatest words. And I'm going to show you in the next uh, slides here. Wonder. He will make all of the, the world, the whole world, wonder. What is wonder? We're about to get into that. 
So he has a great mouth. He looks good. He sounds good. He is the, the thing that everybody is looking for if they're looking for flesh. I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. We already said that, read that in Revelation. Until the Ancient of Days came and the judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Once again, all of the other kingdoms were all destroyed. And then Jesus, Daniel 2, by 44, it says that he came near before him and he was given him a, 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 a dominion, glory, and a kingdom. And all people, nations, languages shall serve him. And his dominion will be an everlasting dominion and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. That's eternity. Now, let's go on to the next question. And that is wonder. This is one of the most important things we can discover if we want to understand about the beast. Wonder. Look at that word. You look it up, this is the definition. A feeling of surprise. In other words, when people see the beast, when they see him for the first time, if their name is not already in the book of life, their name is probably not going to get in the book of life. He is going to be so good-looking, so good-sounding, with such great words, once they see him, they will wonder. That's what the Bible says. They will wonder. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful. I mean, Maurice Sklar said he was the most beautiful man he'd ever seen. Ken Peters used the same word. Ken Peters said when he saw him, he was the most beautiful man he'd ever seen. Something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, inexplicable. He will capture them. As soon as they see him, they hear him. They hear his voice. They hear his words. He'll have them right there and then. He'll have them unless their name is already in the book of life. And so those of you may be thinking, oh, well, you know, they'll get saved when the trouble hit. They'll get saved. Well, you better, you better not wait. That's what I'm saying. You better not wait. Let's jump to Revelation 13, 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. This is the false prophet. He had two horns like a lamb. He spake as a dragon. So he acts very pious. He acts like a Christian, but he speaks the words of the dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him. And he causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders. There's that word again. He doeth great wonders. So that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image. The people on the earth commanded to make an image. Why does the Bible call it an image? Because it's not an image in the image of God. It's something that is not in God's image. Some kind of a clone, some kind of a hybrid. We don't exactly know. We have a couple of guesses, but it's not going to be what God has made. Which had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that dwell in the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. That's going to shock a lot of people. That's going to cause them to wonder after the beast. Now let's jump to Revelation 17. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman, this is the church, set upon a scarlet-colored beast. And this church here is probably talking about the Catholic church. The scarlet-colored beast is the world government. You see, the Catholic Church, and by the way, I'm not beating up on Catholics. Uh, they're 
congregation, their church is going to get hijacked by the same beast and the same false prophet as do all the rest of them. He's going to get them all. So I'm not beating up on the Catholics and because even our church has some things I'd like to change too. There's not a perfect church. I know a lot of people want to beat up on the Catholics. I'm not one of them. Anyway, saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast. That's the Catholic church that is writing, making her living from, and telling the world government what to do. Full of names of blasphemy. Blasphemy, that's a direct attack against God. Having seven heads and ten horns. Now, this is the spiritual side of it. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color. That's the church. Decked with gold, precious stones, and pearls. Having a golden cup in her hand. Full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Fornication here doesn't mean having sex outside marriage. It means that they have fallen away from Christ. And upon her head was a name written, Mystery Babylon. Now, I know that King James has the comma in a different place. But I believe Mystery Babylon is one name. Then the second name is The Great. If you listen to Donald Trump's talks, every one of his rallies, he's always calling America great. Make America great again. I believe it was Donald Trump that hung that word, that name on us. Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of saints. So this is saying the Catholic Church, yes, it will be hijacked. And the Catholic Church is going to come against the real true believers and kill them. Well, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, there's the word we want to talk about today. I wondered with great admiration. So when we see the beast, that's the political, that's the antichrist, that's the beast, we're going to wonder if our names are not in the book of life. However, it also goes on to say, now this is talking about the false prophet. And it says, I saw the woman, drunken with the blood of saints, with blood of martyrs, and I saw her and I wondered. This is John the Revelator. When he sees this woman, he, he wonders. So if John the Revelator can wonder, if he can be mesmerized, if he can be shocked, if he can be overcome by looking at this woman, this church that rides the beast, what, what chances do we have? I'm saying if her name is not already in the book of life, it's probably not going to get in the book of life. That's why we got to talk to people now. I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said to me, Wherefore didst thou wonder? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast to carry her, which had seven heads and ten horns. I'll tell you who she is. Here's who she is. The beast that thou sawest. Now, this is talking about the Antichrist. It's talking about the political guy. The beast that thou sawest was, and the way we would say it is, was once alive. But now he is not, or now in 96 AD when John got this, he's not alive. He was once alive. He's not alive now. He's telling us who the beast is. That means that the beast absolutely positively had to at one time live on the earth. And in 96 AD, he had to be dead. But he comes back to life. That's what it says. And shall ascend out of the bottomless pit. What's in the bottomless pit? Departed souls. What is the bottomless pit? It's a place where the soul falls and falls and falls and falls and falls for all eternity. It is a prison they cannot get out of. And that's what it's saying. So the beast means the Antichrist. Here's what it's talking about here. The Antichrist, which thou sawest, was once alive, 
But in 96 AD, he's not alive. But in the last days, after the world government is formed, he will then arise out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. Perdition is where he's tossed back into the bottomless pit and the smoke of the torment ascendeth up day and night and they have no rest who worship the beast or his name or his uh, the number of his name, his image or the number of his name. Ascend out of the bottomless pit, go into perdition. They that dwell on the earth shall wonder. Again, when they see the beast, they're going to be so overtaken with him. They will wonder whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. My opinion, we'll have to cover this another day, is I believe it's Nebuchadnezzar. But let's go on. Here's a summary. The beast is going to look better. He will have a voice that sounds better with better words than anybody that has ever lived. He will make war against the saints. He will overcome the saints. That's the reason in Revelation they're called overcomers if they overcome the beast. And some of them will give their life to do that. All those who see the beast will wonder whose name is not written in the book of life slain from the foundation of the world. We can't wait to talk and to warn the people. We can't. We can't wait until they decide that they're going to turn around and decide that they're going to accept Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we've got to talk to them now. That's the reason you need to get this book, Miss the Mark, into their hands. I'll say this about the book. It's a simple, quick read, probably three hours. And here's what the comments are saying. They say it's an awesome book. It's absolutely awesome. And the comments are coming in from left and right. People are now reading the book. Say It's a simple read. It's a quick read. Uh, we make the book thin so that, well, here. We make it thin. Uh, this is... This is uh, uh, Secret Door. This is Miss the Mark. Both of those are thin books. We make it thin because when you hand it to your friends and every relatives, work friends, church friends, we want them to say, oh, that's just a skinny little book. I can read that. Yep, you're right. You can. But if they'll read this book, they will never take that Mark of the Beast. They will never take it. And they'll probably accept Jesus. Now, one's for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 45, and 40 for 70. They're in shrink wrap sets of 10. So one set of 10, 30 bucks, two sets, 45, four sets, $70. And we even have a case price. Second thing I want you to do is get the other book called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Story on this was, it does not discuss the rapture at all. 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I started getting revelations, got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice, which I wrote in the book. God showed me that the word First fruits is a secret door that links Revelation to Leviticus, and it links the Feast of Leviticus over to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, you can know the correct chronological order of the prophecies in Revelation, because Revelation is not written in chronological order. One prophetic word said it this way. There's a lock that I put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. You get both books at prophecyclub.com. Secret door to understand prophecy, one for 20, but again, don't do that. Get five for 30, 10 for 55, prophecyclub.com. Also, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Get signed up for our crusade April 8 to 12. God has called me to build up an end time army of prophecy teachers walking and working in miracles. We believe sevenfold miracles. So here's what we do at the crusade. 
we break a three-day consecutive fast together at the Passover meal. Then we observe Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. That's the whole point and the purpose of it. And we're also believing that as a result of that, sevenfold miracles will begin to happen at the crusade. Leslie's going to teach her school for the prophets. I'm going to teach on the two prophecy charts and also miss the mark. Lou and soon he will teach on deliverance. Leslie Ann will conduct praise and worship. And also, by the way, when you get signed up, be sure and get the meal package. It is really a good deal. So, in summary, download the Prophecy Club app, order Miss the Mark, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, both books at prophecyclub.com. Sign up to come to the crusade at sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get the meal package. It's a good deal. 